Hey guys, I'm here to talk a little bit about Power Book Two Ghosts. And we're on the mid-season finale right now. We just finished, I'm sorry. So it'll come back mid-January. And although I have not reviewed episodes one through five, I'm gonna give a synopsis of the of this uh, the first five episodes. Tariq is still in the game, of course. He's not leaving the game, but he is, I think, now starting to learn. Well, he has no choice. Now he's starting to learn about this whole notion of when to trust and when not to trust. Because essentially, you have to put your trust in someone to a certain extent to play this game. You can't do it all by yourself. So you do have to lend yourself to someone to a, to a point. And his relationship with Monet has been challenged from day one. You know, and part of that comes from um, the challenge part of it comes from Kane, you know, because Kane never there was a jealousy aspect of it. And now Kane is in a different aspect of his career in crime and drugs. <laughs> OK, so uh, so he's not as threatened by Tariq, but there is this whole notion about, OK, these murders that have happened, Detective Ramirez is gone, which Kane killed Ramirez out of, again, this was based on jealousy. This was based on the fact that he just didn't like Ramirez with Monet. Then we got uh, Professor Jabari, who's also gone now because, well, Tariq did technically give the kill shot. Uh, Kane shot Jabari and then forced Tariq's hand into killing Jabari. So, um, so, you know, uh, uh, Yes, Tariq is guilty of that. Jabari wrote a book about really who he thought was actually, who he thought Tariq was actually having an affair with Professor Milgram, Carrie Milgram. He thought it was that Tariq was uh, running this drug scheme at uh, Stansfield, which is, um, he was, it was called, he was using course correct. So he was actually correct in what he was writing about, but it was the wrong student. So all hands, heads was pointed toward Tariq. Now, Tate, not Tate, well, we got Councilman Tate interest to picture because um, he's trying to run for a particular, uh, some other seat, political seat. And uh, what's his name? Stern gets him in as to be an adjunct professor in this uh, 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 ethics studies course, whatever, it's colonical studies. I think, I don't know, I might've got it wrong, but whatever. The, the course that, you know, Carrie's teaching. So he's in there really to get more information about this individual uh, uh, seat that he wants to take. So he's really in there, low-key getting other information. But at the same time, he's learning more about uh, some situations that's going on, such as a case that Carrie is involved in where she's a suspect in a murder, in the murder of Jabari. So, you know, he's kind of got his ear to the ground. He's paying attention. And I think he's a little bit more interested in what's going on with Carrie than probably this political seat. His brother is now a detective and he's working with the uh, DA's office. And his brother is, uh, uh, I'll call him Detective Tate. We got Councilman Tate and we got Detective Tate. His brother is working with this overzealous cop. I think his name was uh, Kevin Winston or... Uh, something like that, whatever the cop's name is. This cop used to have a relationship with Carrie and he is hell bent on, 
you know, exposing Carrie, thinking that, you know, not Carrie, uh, exposing, well, yeah, exposing Carrie, because I think there's a jealousy thing there as well, because they used to be together. And now, for whatever reason, they have broken up. Zeke turns into the person that he finds out was messing around with Carrie. And so now his aim and focus is on Zeke instead of Carrie. Now, with Kanan, not Kanan, Kane, Kane is like, hold on. As long as Carrie was the suspect, he was good. But now we got Zeke as a suspect. Zeke is a suspect in the murder of Professor Jabbar. Zeke has been out. You know, Zeke is not in, intertwined with the family, okay? His role is to play basketball and go to the NBA. He is Monet's exit plan. Zeke, when it comes to the business, now I've never heard him mention specifically the family business. I do believe that he's aware, but as far as the intricacies and how things run, he doesn't know. He just honestly has not a clue, no clue. So when Zeke is brought in for questioning, you know, Zeke lies about where he was the night Jabari was killed. Carrie already told the police that she was with Zeke. Zeke was like, he wasn't with, I don't know, I don't forgot where Zeke said he was, but it wasn't with Carrie. And I don't, and I think Zeke thought that maybe if he never admitted to being with Carrie, he's protecting Carrie. But that's not how this works. Then he shows up with this PBA card. So I get it's like a get out of jail bondsman card or something. I'm not sure what the PBA card meant. But anyway, he presented Detective Ramirez's PBA card. <laughs> and he clearly didn't even know Ramirez was dead. Then he sits up there and, because Monet was the one that gave him the card. He lies yet again and talks about, oh, I don't remember. I guess, you know, I got, he, he, you know, Ramirez comes to all my games and he gave it to me. He's a fan and blah, blah, blah. All this comes back to backfire on him. They, they, they did checks and run backgrounds about Zeke's schedule and basketball schedule, as well as uh, Ramirez's schedule and Ramirez and checking to see if he ever bought tickets and was at the game. And, and Ramirez was never at a game. So that lie fell through. Um, so Zeke is now in a position where, damn, it's not looking good. He agrees to, so now we're going to try to do some publicity uh, 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 on this whole situation. Try to, you know, calm and smooth the water so that he can still, you know, go into the NBA. Because remember, Zeke decided, well, no, he didn't. Monet decided that it was time to for Zeke to uh, go into the draft. Now, mind you, now let's keep in mind, Zeke has just gotten off of academic probation. So he hasn't played enough, truthfully, to be looking to go into the NBA right away. He needs another year. Zeke points that out to Monet. I need another year. You know, play, I need to play another year, and then I'll go into the draft. Monet is like, this is her exit plan, so she's forcing his hand. Okay, so that's just that's that. So because he's announced he's going into the draft and he don't, you know, now he's a suspect in a murder and all of, well, you know, they're gonna try to uh, 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 make things right and, and do this interview with this agency or what I mean, sports network. And this is when Zeke interviews with Jamil, uh, Jamil Hill. 
it turns into a disaster. It turns into a disaster. Zeke was not prepared. Uh, again, he's unaware of so much. It's not as though he's just so stupid. He's very ignorant of a lot of facts. So he's not quick on the feet. He doesn't think ahead. His only focus is basketball. He's getting asked all these questions. Now, at first he was doing fine because these are the questions that were sent to him. So he's answering all those greatly. And then Jamila turns around and starts asking other questions that were not approved. And Zeke doesn't know what to do. It turns into a disaster. So now Zeke got to go turn himself in because now the DA is like, oh, we want he needs to be arrested. And obviously because he made himself look even more guilty. Again, not knowing what's going on, not knowing the players in the game. It's not 100% Zeke's fault that he stood up there and he just made him, he just made him, he self-incriminated for something he didn't even do. So, again, with Tariq, um, his main storyline was not necessarily, well, again, trying to figure out who to trust. He done told Braden, his roommate and good buddy that's selling drugs with him, the white guy, the one that's from the, uh, the Winslow family or the, 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 the Winston family or whatever big time family on campus. So that, you know, they got a lot of money. Braden is hanging out with Kane. And the reason that Braden is hanging out with Kane is because Kane uh, has, uh, is trying to get back in the good graces of his mother. So he messes up a drug situation. He steps on the drugs and messes that up and all of that. And as a result, Kane comes through and, and, and you know, to the rescue and is like, I have a connect, I can get you some real good drugs, whatever, whatever, whatever. So he starts teaming up with this guy named Mecca or Deontay, however you want to call it. Now, Mecca is, I guess the street name Deontay is his name. Now, my thoughts on, on Mecca I'm not so sure, one, that he is truly a drug dealer or he's deep undercover. So that's my first thinking about Mecca. Then later on the episode, or in the season, I should say, the guy that's supposed to be his Mecca's chef, I'm wondering if he's truly the drug lord and Mecca's just the face of the drug lord organization. I'm not so sure. But something here ain't adding up. Because I feel like this guy, Mecca, has placed himself with Kane for a reason. And I'm not sure what that is, but it's very convenient. So Kane has been basically been proving himself to Mecca. Mecca has been training him really more of to be a strategist and a thinker versus the hothead. Because Kane reacts off emotion. Mecca has been training him on looking at a situation and seeing things that are not even there because you can't make a decision off of what's right in front of you. You have to make decisions off what could happen. So you can't really see that three or four steps. You have to think three or four. And I feel like the way that Mecca is training Kane, it was similar to the way that Kanan was training Tariq about the streets. I feel there was a similarity there. So we find out that Deontay, a.k.a. Mecca, and Monet have known each other for years and used to be lovers. In addition to being lovers, they have a love child. It happens to be Zeke. I said, okay. <laughs> okay. But, of course, Zeke doesn't know this. No one knows this except, you know, it's just the two of them. It did make me wonder. I'm like, okay, 
How old is Zeke? How old is Kane? How old are all these? Because everybody's real close in age. Like, when did Monet meet Lorenzo? Because I'm guessing Zeke is the oldest. Like, he might be 21 or 22. Then would have to be Kane, and he might be 2021. 20, then right after that would be Drew. He's probably 19. And then Diane was probably 18. Damn. I mean, it's like she didn't take a break when it came to the time frame from her breaking up, I guess, with uh, uh, with Mecca or Deontay. A year later, or months later, she gives birth, and then she turns around, meets Lorenzo, gets pregnant right away, and then get, I guess, that was that was working real close. But okay. So we find this out, that, <laughs> that Zeke is also Monet's child, but the father's difference, Mecca. Mecca is the connect for Cain. Monet doesn't know this. Now, Monet is starting to see that she's having a hard time keeping the family together. They're not, you know, they're not walking in her footsteps the way that she wants them to walk. And she's noticing this as well. So now she's telling Tariq, I need, to, I need for you to find out who Kane Connect is. And when Tariq goes to find out who the Connect is, he gets caught, beat down. <laughs> so it didn't work. And, 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 and the whole time, I believe that both Mecca and the chef knew that Kane was lying. But they let it be, they, they let that slide. They let that slide. I guess they 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 trying to read Mr. Kane here now. So Kane lied and said he didn't know what Tariq was. But Kane did approach Monet later on and was like, look, I know what you did. You're not slick. You had Tariq follow me to my connect. You could have had us both killed. Okay. Which is true. All true. Facts. And then he confronts her about, what am I, your son or your soldier? And he go, <laughs> she goes, well, you're both. He's questioning, like, you're no, you're, basically, she has no motherly skills at all. She's showcased nothing about being a mom. The only time we've seen her care about her child was when Drew got shot last season. That's the only time we saw her showcase any motherly skills. After that, it's just, it's all about business with her kids. Um, Miss Diana, in the meantime, trying to get her daddy out of prison, she runs to... Uh, Cooper Sacks and 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 uh, what's his name? Method Man's character, whatever Method Man's character is. He, you know, he's also an attorney on here, but I can't think of his name right now. She runs to oh, uh, I think his name is Davis McClain, right? Davis McClain, and she's asked. She stole thirty thousand dollars out the safe in the in the uh, Monet's bar, so she can give it to them, so they can help get her father out of prison which actually worked. I don't know what information he gave up to get out because we did see a phone. Uh, he had a phone call. He was meeting with Monet. They were sitting down having a conversation and his phone rings and he sees his Cooper Sacks. So he tells, he basically excuses Monet out the room. So Monet is feeling it in her feelings. And we hear Lorenzo saying, I'll tell you whatever you want. I'm like, okay, I'm getting out. If Lorenzo was snitching, that's not going to be a good look. His, his days are going to be very much so numbered. He was in prison, what, for 25 years or scheduled for life, and now you out? The only way you got out because you snitched. So, okay. 
I'm waiting for someone to question that. But okay, here we go. And he does get out. And we see this at the end of the episode. He doesn't let Monet know. Because he already knew that something. Monet was basically, she can he can feel that Monet was slipping away. When Monet went there to ask about money to get, you know, to help Zeke out, needing this million dollars for Davis McClain, he was like, absolutely not. And he knew after he said that, that was probably the last straw for Monet, that she was done. He could tell. He can look at her. He can, her body language, everything. She's like, I'm over it. I'm just not, I'm done. I'm over it. So let's go back to Kane. Like I said, with the training that Mecca had been doing. Mecca was like, look, you got, you involved with this situation, situation about this police officer being missing and Jabari and all of that. He said, look, if you're going to try to get your cousin, because remember, Mecca's his dad. You're trying to get help out your cousin. You're going to need to dig up this body. But you also need to make sure that a couple of things. You have someone who can take the fall. Okay. Just in case things go left, you need to have a fall guy, which would be Tariq, of course, because, you know, Kane don't like Tariq. He also informed him about, you know, finding Tariq's weakness. Like, how can we get to Tariq? You really want to get to Tariq and break him down go through his good buddy, Brayden. He said, that's his fall right there. So this is why we see Brayden and Kane hanging out. Brayden and Kane robbing a jewelry store. Now, Brayden didn't even have a, a, a ski mask on. So I know there's a video somewhere of this whole robbery. It's got to be. All right. Meanwhile, Kane, who has been looking for Tariq, can't find Tariq. Kane places uh, the badge, because they stay... He goes and digs up the um, the Ramirez body, and he places the badge of that detective in Braden and Tariq's room. So, of course, that badge was found, and Tariq was ended up getting arrested. But before we even get to Tariq getting arrested, uh, Braden has been hanging out and been doing business with Kane, and, and Tariq had told Braden. Do not hang out with Kane. That ain't the one you want to mess with. That ain't the one you want to hang out with. Do not trust him. But Kane had got in Braden's head real easy and was like, look, you guys are not partners. Tariq is your boss, blah, blah, blah. So he's playing on Braden's ego. So we got that going on there. Tariq also had another issue going on, and that is Yaz. Yaz is his baby sister. And she was living with the grandmother, but the grandmother has been hitting that bottle quite a bit. Grandma been depressed since she ain't living the lifestyle she used to live when Ghost was alive. Remember, Grandma wanted Tasha to stay with Ghost no matter what, because Ghost paid for her extravagant lifestyle. Rent was paid. She living real nice. And now that Ghost is not around, the lifestyle has changed considerably. And so she's been hitting that bottle. She's also been misusing trust fund money to pay for a habit. CPS has taken Yaz away from grandma because she has, you know, she's just been a mess. So Tariq has been, you know, he don't went to the estate attorney and was like, can you represent me in getting Yaz back? Now the state attorney had told him, you're too young. This isn't, this isn't something that you can do right now in your life. He said, okay, tell you what, I'm going to rep I'm representing the estate. 
So because your grandmother has been mishandling funds from the estate, I'm going to address that. And you're going to need to prove that you have an apartment, stable job in order to even be considered for this to go through. So he done with his uh, uh, business affiliation, Stern's husband, whatever, he done, you know, they got a fake LLC. He got a job, whatever. Okay. And uh, Lauren has provided an apartment, her brother's apartment. She said her brother's in and out, basically out, you know, in, in rehab somewhere. So you can use this as your place for you and Yaz. Okay. So he's like, okay, cool. He's pretty desperate because he's trying his best to get Yaz, even though he really isn't in a position to do so. He wins in court. Grandma got to go to rehab. No sooner than he wins, this court case to get Yaz. When he gets back to campus, he's arrested. Taken to jail, the estate attorney is back and the estate attorney has an envelope. He said, well, I was told to give you this if you were ever arrested for homicide. Now that right there is funny as hell. Like, well, wait a minute. He says, from your father. So when Tariq goes back into the prison cell, well, the jail cell, he reads it and basically ghost is letting him know i knew you would end up here right where you belong <laughs> so ghost had ghost stays planning ahead he he's still reaching out and being petty from the grave honey he knew the path that his son was taking and he knew that Tariq was going probably at some point in his career end up in this spot right right now and that's where he is. I holler. That's probably the best part of the whole whole season was the pettiness from the grave. I loved it. So what's going to be interesting is to see how things are going to happen with Lorenzo and Monet. Because their relationship is quite strange. In fact, it's so strange. It's, it's broken. And Lorenzo knows it. And the dynamics of the children are going to change because daddy's home. So they're going to really be out of order. Um, this breakaway plan that, that Monet had to go with Mecca, I don't know about that now, honey. Because she agreed to it, but now things have changed. How's that going to work? And then, I don't know. I don't know how the dynamics is going to work with Monet and Lorenzo and the kids. That She's, she's, gonna, she's got a problem. Tariq damn sure got a problem because he's in, in jail. Uh, I don't know how he, but I'm sure. I'm going to guess that Tariq get out in episode seven to eight. Of the next season, of the next part of the season. Brayden gonna have to get arrested. I can't see him not getting arrested. Uh let's see. Lauren, uh oh, child, you know, she was wearing a wire. I'm waiting for when Tariq discovers that that Rolex that she had on her arm that he pointed out was actually a wire. He's gonna be done with her as well. Uh, what else we got here? Grandma Ho comes back because she needs to get yes. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, so Davis McLean's brother is in prison. And we find out that Davis McLean, he done did some things. Now, he's trying his best to get his brother out, which happens to be Red Man. <laughs> he's trying to get his brother out. But the brother was like, look, I'm good right, right, right where I am. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure you don't get in here. So whatever Davis McLean has been doing or has done, it rests with his brother. 
And his brother is basically letting, letting him know, you can't work on getting me out of here because there are going to be things that's going to come out about you. So I'd like to know what did Davis McClain do? Because it's obvious that his brother is serving time for the both of them. So that's a problem in itself. Councilman Tate, I, I, he's always, to me, he's a comedic, comedic humor. Um, Councilman Tate needed Tariq in order to get this information um, that he's looking for this, whoever this guy seat that he's trying to take. So I got a feeling that Councilman Tate's going to also try to help Tariq out because he knows he needs Tariq help. That's all I got. That is episodes one through five. Those are the highlights of episodes one through five. Check it out on stars, um, five episodes. You can get them really quick. And then if there are any questions here, I will address them. Happy holidays, everybody. Peace.